And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers right here on Truckers Radio USA. Bringing you some of the best Americana Roadshow music that we can find in the ditches laying around all over this great country of ours. Roots music from the back roads of America. There you go. And what kind of music is that, Leo? Well, we're not quite sure. We call it Americana because in our way of looking at it, it's any music that has distinct American roots That's to right. It. So it could be uh, rockabilly. It could be jazz. Folk. Swing. Uh uh, could be yeah. um, gospel, bluegrass, bluegrass. <laughs> yeah, maybe big band, big band. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, so uh, kind of whatever we say, whatever we say. Yeah. It's if we say it's Americana, it's our show, right? That's right. Okay, and we have a particular format that we follow, kind of loosely follow, but uh, the we way made it, an agreement. We made an agreement that uh, uh, what we do is each of us comes with an undisclosed amount of tunes that are undisclosed to the other guy. That's correct. And then we spring them on that person, go back and forth and uh, tell what we know or think we know about those. The students. point being, I never know what you're going to bring and you don't know what I'm going to bring. That's right. Okay. And uh, you started the show last week. So That's right. I believe it's my turn. Well, what do you got in, in store for us here, Roger? It's a song by a guy named Wonga Philip Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Harris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for straightening that out. Well, uh, Wanga, it's it's a, a said to derive from a Cherokee word meaning messenger of fleet or fast messenger. That's not what I was going to say, but you know yeah. where I was going with that. I, no, no, I, I, that's why I jumped in. <laughs> um, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he was born in Linton, Indiana, but grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and he identified himself as a Southerner. And so his parents were circus performers. Uh, his father, a band uh, tent band leader, and gave him his first job as a drummer with the circus's band. Well, perfect. <laughs> you know, going forward, we're not going to have stories like this. No, we're not. You know, I mean, not the same. They'll be different and cool and everything. But uh, anyway, uh, he was born in 1904. He was an American band leader, comedian, actor, singer, musician, orchestra leader, Pioneer in radio situation comedy, you know, Jack Benny show. Yep, yep. And then he had his own program, the Phil Harris, uh, Alice Faye show. I do remember him. So uh, he did record a number one novelty hit record, The Thing, which is pretty funny. Uh, we're not going to feature that today. We may do that at some other point in time. But uh, but the one that I want to, that, that I, I've liked this song for a long time, and I like the, the kind of the frenetic quality of it. I like songs that just kind of, seem like they're out of control. That is so unlike you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe that's why I like them. But anyway, it's a fun tune. I like it a lot, and it's called That's What I Like About the South. Won't 
Come with me to Alabama. Let's go see my dear old mammy. She's frying eggs and broiling hammy. That's what I like about the song. Now there you can make no mistakey. Where those nerves are never shaky. Or taste a layer cakey. That's what I like about the song. She's got baked ribs and candy yams. Those sugar cured Virginia hams. Basement full of those berry jams. And that's what I like about the song. Hot corn, bread, black-eyed peas. You can eat as much as you please. Cause it's never out of season. That's what I like about the South. Ah, don't take one. Have to their dark brown and chocolate too. Suits me, they must suit you. Cause that's what I like about the South. Well, it's away, way down where the cane grows tall Down where they say you all Walk on in with that southern drawl Cause that's what I like about the South It's down where they have those pretty queens Keep a dreaming Those dreamy dreams Well, let's sip that absent in New Orleans That's what I like about the South Bob with all the news, got the box back coat and the button shoes, but he's all caught up with his union dues, and that's what I like about the South. Here come old Roy down the street, who oh, can't you hear those couple of feet? He would rather sleep than eat and then in the next what I like about the South. <laughs> Every time I pass your door, you act like you don't want me no more. Why don't you shake that head and sigh? I'll go walking right on by. On, on, on and on and on. Honey, when you tell me that you love me, then how come you close your eyes? Did I tell you about the place called Two Wide Diddy? It ain't no town and it ain't no city. It's just awful small, but awful pretty with Two Wide Diddy. <laughs> Didn't come here to criticize I'm not here to sympathize But don't tell me those no good lies With a lying gal I should despise You love me like I love you Send me 50 PDQ Rosa red and violet pink I'm old kid old 50 I don't think <laughs> Got backbones and turnip greens, ham, hocks, and butter beans. You and me in New Orleans, and that's what I like about the South. End of song. <laughs> That's a fun one. That's a fun song. Yeah, I remembered it after. Us. Yeah, we started rolling, and I remembered it after that. That's a cool song. Yeah, good job. Love it. Good, Love it. good choice. Good choice. Okay, Lil, your turn. Well, I'm gonna uh, play a um, a song that was um, written by a guy named Ronald Clyde Crosby. All right. Go ahead. You want to take a stab? Well, it wouldn't be uh, David Crosby. Nope. Nope. Wouldn't be uh, Bane Crosby. Nope. No, but you're close. His, his name was Jerry Jeff Walker. <laughs> not close at all. <laughs> you can be wow. excused for not knowing that one. I guess so. Yeah, we lost Jerry just recently here. And what a singer-songwriter that guy oh, was. Man. Oh, yeah, man. What God. a storyteller. He was born uh, in uh, 1942. And uh, he was best known for writing a seminal song from 1968 called Mr. Bojangles. Yep. Remember that one? You better believe it. And there was quite a story, you know, it was, that song was released and re-released and just about every band that came out in that same genre would do a version of that song mm-hmm. sooner or later. But in, uh, in what he actually had an autobiography that he called uh, Gypsy Songman. And just to clear it up, he said that he made it clear that the man he met was white and not a black guy. 
Because yeah. uh, back then the drug tank, drunk tank, where he was actually incarcerated when he kind of got the, uh, they were segregated ah. at the time. So he could, uh, Mr. Bojangles guy he met could not possibly have been a black guy. Interesting. Isn't that something? Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is a great song, though. This is um, a song called uh, L.A. Freeway. And I have a bunch of his music. And as I was listening through, I said, wow, this is one that really shows off his singer-songwriting style. So here we're going to go. Jerry Jeff Walker, L.A. Freeway.
starts out as a ballad and ends up with that. <laughs> Jerry Jeff Walker, what a treat! Yeah. What a what a great guy he was. Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a talent. He'll be uh, missed. Uh, he is already. Yeah. Okay, now let's see. Uh, we're doing this according to plan, so that was mine. So you're up. This is a group that you love. It's the Asylum Street Spankers. <laughs> oh, I do love those guys. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, the uh, the band derived its name from Austin's Guadalupe Street, where they would often busk and where they played early shows. At one time, Guadalupe Street was nicknamed Asylum Street because it led to a state psychiatric hospital. Well, so, that makes uh, sense. And according to Christina Mars, one of the founding members, spanking is an old jazz term for playing your instrument vigorously. But we still like the other connotation of spanking as well. Uh, they were just a totally irreverent band, and, and many, many of their songs we couldn't play. Uh, in January 2011, they, they, they started first, uh, they started after uh, a, a, a big party. And um, the, the band members, Christina Mars, Whammo, and Guy Forsyth, uh, and they start after a big party in 1994. Um, but they, you know, uh, in 2011, they won the 10th Annual Independent Music Awards in the gospel category <laughs> what? for the song God's Favorite Band. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I've seen those guys. I can tell you they were irreverent. Oh, yeah. I'll give them that. Yep. So, uh, um, you know, their early music was uh, almost all country blues, jazz swing. And, you know, anyway, go look them up. They're, they're fun and all the things we just said. But uh, I picked this next tune because I just love it. And it's, it's called Starting to Hate Country. And, uh, and I had hoped to uh, take the time and go through a name or, or count how many country singers they name in this. But uh, that might be a challenge for you listening to it. Um, it's a, just a ton of fun. Give it a listen. Uh, Asylum Street Spankers starting to hate country. Well, I turned on my TV set to see if it was cheesy as I forget. Maybe country videos, my soul saved. Well, them new wave Nashville's on the juke. Turn my gut fix into puke. I bet Hank Williams is spinning in his grave. Oh, this Western glamour's full of Philistines. Churning out false prophets, slave to the machine. But I'm in for the lowlands. You won't miss me when I'm gone. Cause I'm starting to hate country, but I still love cowboys.
those guys have any fun i would think not that's what i'm thinking well leo we about burned up our time for this first section yeah this is about the time we take a little break well why don't we do that just well, now it's, it's about time but uh, you are listening to the dairy brought to you by truckers, truckers radio usa, USA. Well, we're backing into the next segment. Yes, we are, just like we usually do. And, uh, you know, we should tell people where we're broadcasting from this week. We're kind of the gypsy guys running around the country, you know, just playing music. As long as we don't get thrown out of the Shady Grove, you know, RV park. Yeah, in which, general. In general. Yeah. So as long as they don't start talking to each other. That's right. I mean, it'd know. be a good thing if we could get them for a sponsor. But uh, bad thing if our <laughs> reputation precedes yes. us. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. So uh, this week we are, uh, you know, all of our other pals uh, here on truckers radio usa they've got ranches they ranches stuff. we don't have a ranch oh we got this old rv we got a stinking rv but that's what we got well so. uh, but like we said it's got new tires it does have new tires i, I gotta say the Thank we you, mr glass we, Go ahead. We, we, we put some serious miles on those tires i think yeah i've been plotting a map and i'm going to post that on our website the dairyers.com so people can follow us uh I, I'm not going to track the miles. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I don't think. Don't even bother. But um, but anyway, uh, thanks to the folks at Shady Grove uh, and, and for not knowing exactly who we are and <laughs> letting us stay here. We're in uh, we're in Redmond, Oregon this week. We did make a yeah. little move, yeah, up yeah. to Oregon, yeah. So from Mesa, Arizona, that was mm-hmm. kind of kind of a hike, not too bad. That was a hike, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it was, but you did most of the driving. I was mostly just sleeping in the RV. So <laughs> yeah. you know, you're welcome. You're, you're thank you. Thank yeah, you. You're going to chip in next week, though. How's that? Well, you know, we got to get a different dart. 
Yeah, because that one is just all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. You know where we're going next week? I give up. What? Ocala, Florida. No, we're not. That's where I landed. That was our deal. Yeah, but we need a new dart. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Next week, we'll get a new dart. But that means we're going to go kind of like diagonal across (laughs) Across the country. country. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Did you stock up on Red Bull? Pretty much. Okay. We'll be good. I can go for days. All right. Well, speaking of that, it's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how that goes. uh, Anyway, back to you. I was on a fishing trip about 15 years ago. Sitting in the middle of a lake, we were fishing for bass. And this guy that I was with, he had a, he had installed this. Now, keep in mind, this is just like a little flat bottom kind of a bass boat, right? But he had a killer stereo installed on this thing. And he introduced me to Joe Ely. Ah. Okay? Yeah. Now, this guy, once I got started listening to him, I just couldn't quit. I mean, he's written so many amazing songs. And um, he's, all, well, one of them, we'll do it later. It's called Gallo del Cielo. Mm-hmm. You know, which is about this chicken. I know that song. We'll we'll play that song another time. But anyway, this guy was born in 1947, and he's just considered. I mean, you talk about Armonicana. This guy is it. He's a songwriter and he's a guitarist, and he's touched on honky tonk, Texas country, Tex Mex, rock and roll, uh, and he's also played. Listen, listen to this: Bruce Springsteen, Uncle Tupelo, Las Super Seven, The Chieftains, and James James Mercury. Mercury, it's easy for me to say. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, in addition to his early work with the Chieftains, let's see, what else? Oh, Lyle Lovett, John Hyatt, Guy Clark. I mean, really. Okay, okay, okay. we okay. get it. We get it, okay. Yeah. So the guy's Everybody a, good. a prolific songwriter, singer-songwriter. Anyway, I just kind of reached in, and I pulled one out of the grab bag, and uh, this is a really good cut that I enjoy listening to. It's called Midnight Train. That midnight train is a long and a slow The timetable said the brakeman is tired Your seat is reserved with exception for no No luggage allowed, no ticket required It will be there Right on time at the station Even if midnight must come at high noon You will not know that train destination You'll not leave late Nor one minute too soon Beside fear and go work and lonely Or travel with trust, love and faith restored These choices you have and these choices only When that train rolls in and you step on board Now that whistle blows Yes, it's already whining If you listen close, you can hear it 
soft and clear And that headlight burn Yes, that's already shine You might as well choose Right now It's love or fear It's love or fear That's pretty bluesy. That's bluesy right there. Joe Ely, what a guy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's see. We were we were talking about traveling a little bit ago, and I kind of got distracted, but I think it's your turn. It is my turn. Okay, so I just want to make sure I had it straight. Yep. Okay. We're going to take another hard left here. That's kind of what I like to do. And we're going to bring a, back a band from the 30s called the Hoosier Hot Shots. Oh, man, I know those guys. Yeah, they're just goofy they're they, just silly and they have great the, don't they use the little whistles yeah like? yeah so um they were uh from indiana go figure uh, and they uh played from the 30s into the 70s and um they were all multi-instrumentalists and um they played brass band instruments as well as other instrumentation which was guitar clarinet string bass and a strange homemade instrument known both as the Wabash washboard and the zither. And it was played by Hezzy. It consisted of a corrugated sheet metal washboard. We know people that play those. Yeah, we do. Washboard Leo and the Nutrafrogs. Correct. Um, Carlo uh, Petri. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, it's on a metal stand with various noisemakers attached, including bells and a multi-octave range of squeeze-type bicycle horns. <laughs> He constructed the instrument himself, as he did, and he also played, and this is a prominent instrument in the band, a slide whistle, which he was able to play melodies and variations, you know, incredible melodies. Those things are difficult. They're not easy to play, or especially get real, you know, melody out of them. I have heard part of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So uh, it's hard to pick because they've got so many good ones, but I picked this one, and it's a song that we've done at Three Trails West. Dude Cowboy. Oh, perfect. Wahoo! He's got a lot to learn. 
went out to the corral. A horse up burned a hitch. We don't know what happened, but they found him in a ditch. Bruised cowboy. Bruised, bruised cowboy. He's got a lot to learn. He went out to the dude ranch, a cowboy fur to see. And there was Hezekiah with his horse upon his knee. He's just a dude, dude, dude cowboy. make a cowboy song out of that i'm not sure i think it actually is a cowboy song how did they make a hoosier hot shot okay there you go that's that's a fair that's a fair question right there that's fun stuff absolutely okay leo what do you got okay well you know we we keep just jumping around around all over the place that's what we do that's what we do and it's it's a musical trampoline here there you go i i i I have this cd that i bought some time ago uh it's a collection of music by um holly i think her name is Pertalis, Mahalia Jackson. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, she's a gospel singer. And uh, she was born in 1911. She was she lived through 1972. She was an American gospel singer, and she had a contralto voice. So she was kind of referred to as the queen of gospel. And over the years, she became one of the most influential gospel singers in the world. And But here's the thing. She had a, a political bent to her, too. Uh, she went out there and she was always campaigning for civil rights and that sort of thing. And she and Harry Belafonte had mm-hmm. something of a relationship in that they, you know, coordinated a lot of their activities. But this is a really, really cool song. I mean, it's a really uplifting gospel tune, and it's called "Didn't It Rain." Cool. Just listen to the rain, 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 all day. 
night, all day and all night. Just listen, hydrating. Just listen, hydrating. Some morning, some groaning. Some groaning, some morning. Just listen, hydrating. Just listen, hydrating. Just listen, hydrating. Just listen, well hydrating. Well just listen, don't hydrating. Oh just listen, don't hydrating. Well just listen, listen hydrating. Well just listen. When we Now, if that doesn't get you jumping, nothing will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. <laughs> She's got the spirit, baby. Oh, that's great. That is some great stuff. Okay, you ready? I I don't I never know with you, but you're gonna love this. Okay, I'm thinking already. I've got a great story. There's a great story behind this song. It's James Taylor. Okay. I actually saw him uh, saw him heard an interview he did of, of of all places on the Howard Stern show. But he talked about how he was trying to make it uh, in the music business, and he was living in London, and he was just about to give up and come back to the United States. He just couldn't make anything happen, and somebody hooked him up with, who do you think, in London? Uh, no. The uh, Beatles. Oh, what? Yeah. And he said, fortunately, I didn't know until about an hour before, uh, or I would have freaked out, which he did freak <laughs> out. But... Um, this album, this was his first album. It was uh, actually first, uh, uh, first called first album, but then they called it James Taylor. This is really some inter interesting stuff. Um, so the album was produced by Peter Asher, uh, who was the A&R head for the Beatles. Right. Newly formed Apple Records, right? Right, uh-huh. So he recorded it you know, from July to October in 1968 at Trident Studios, which at the time... Uh, the Beatles were actually recording the White Album, and Trident Studios was the the best studio in London at the time. Wow! And uh, actually, they gave up some of their studio time for James Taylor to record this album. Really? Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, one of the things is that McCartney and an uncredited George Harrison guested on bass and backing vocals, respectively, on Carolina in My Mind, and uh, and the lyric. Holy host of others standing around me made reference to the Beatles. No kidding. Yeah, isn't that cool? Well, I, see? Yeah. You just never know, man. That's, well, that's really a cool little tidbit. So also, uh, the title phrase of Taylor's Something of the Way She Moved provided the starting point for Harrison's Something. And uh, he said he had meant for the song to be called I Feel Fine, which was one of the lyrics. But the Beatles already had that yeah. title. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, the album... 
it, it, it originally came out pretty good, but James was un, unable to promote it because he uh, um, put himself in the hospital for drug addiction. Okay. And so it didn't really sell that well. But, but you're going to hear in this thing, um, so Peter Asher did a lot of the orchestration. He brought in Richard Hewson to add orchestrations. And you're going to hear a lot of Beatlesque type orchestration strings and that type of thing. So it's oh. really it's really an interesting uh, walk down history. I, I'm familiar with the song, but I've never thought about that. But I will be listening for that. He re-recorded it later, much more in the style that he grew into. But it, it, it's really fascinating to me. So uh, James Taylor, uh, the original Carolina in my mind. <laughs> see the sunshine now can't you just feel the moonshine and ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind yes i'm gone to carolina in my mind karen she's a silver sun you best walk her away and watch it shine watch her watch the morning come a silver tear appearing now i'm something soft and kind and hey babe the sky's on fire i'm dying ain't i i'm gone to carolina in my mind in my mind i'm gone to carolina can't you see the sunshine can't you just feel the moonshine and ain't it just like a friend of mine to get me from behind Yes, I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. Dark and silent late last night, I think I might have heard the highway call. Geese in flight and dogs at bite. And signs it might be omens say I'm going, going. Gone to Carolina in my mind. Oh, 
I see what you mean. Gotta love James Taylor, man. Man, I've listened to that song hundreds of times, and I never heard it that way before. Yeah. Wow, how cool, cool is that? Well, I think we're uh, about timed out on this segment. We are about to take a little break here. Yes, we are. Go replenish ourselves. <laughs> we need to do that. Be, <laughs> be sure, don't lock the door this time when you leave We should be learning that now, because yeah. they follow us around. They do, they? and they lock us out. It's not like I'm paranoid or anything. I, but, me neither. Know, but they're out, out to get us. So. Well, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. We are back. Yes, we are. Everybody has to be someplace. Well, we'd like to remind people at this point of the show to uh, please go check out our websites. Uh, that's thederrieres.com. And, and threetrailswest.com with the number three. Yeah. Yeah. we got videos there. And a uh, matter of fact, I'll be posting a map of our travels. And uh, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, I'll block you from that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you. That's very considerate. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Leo, I think you are up. It's my turn. Yeah, what do you got? Well, this is a guy whose career was very short, unfortunately. Uh, in fact, he, uh, he only lived between uh, 1941 and 1967, but his career was much shorter than that. I'm talking about Otis Redding. Oh, yeah. Yep. What a great singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, uh, he was an American singer, songwriter, record producer, arranger. He did everything. And he is considered one of the greatest singers in the history of American popular music. And he's described as having a seminal artist in a, in a soul, music, and rhythm and blues, which is a, an art form we've been talking about lately. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, now get, get a little of this. He, there were some tragic deaths during that time, but he died in an airplane wreck in December of 1967. And uh, the band, it was his own airplane that the band was traveling in. Uh, but uh, it just was one of those things. His career was just rocking and rolling, and then boom. That was the end of it. Yep. Fortunately, we have some wonderful, wonderful music to listen to. Yep. In this particular cut, uh, everybody will recognize this one. It's called I Can't Turn You Loose. Ah! 
See, that'll get you up and moving. Oh, yeah, baby. Otis, man. It's a great tune. Great tune. I think it's your turn. It sure is. And, you know, uh, we like to feature local bands or people that we know. We've been very fortunate in that regard. We've been fortunate. We, you know, I listen to music and I constantly comment. I play music with people that are that good. Yeah. You know, people of all different genres, their genres, uh, swing and jazz and bluegrass and you name it. And this is one of those guys. Uh, He wandered into our campsite at the uh, Walnut Valley Festival. Years ago now. Some years ago. And uh, his name is Mark Skangia. And uh, he's from the East Coast. And uh, he is a finger-pick guitar player (laughs) extraordinaire. You know, I sit and watch him play, and I just can't believe what I'm hearing. I mean, he's such a musician. My God. And he's one of those guys that... He plays in that style, but you throw a bluegrass tune at him, yeah. and he nails it. He knocks it yep. out. Yep. Uh, he's fearless, and 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 I, and I love I love that about uh, people that jam. You know, when they just are fearless. Um, Mark, he's traveled internationally. Uh, he's you know played with people like uh, Larry Coriel and Herbie Hancock, and you know, um, I mean, we could name all the places that he's played uh, nationally and internationally. If you're if you're on the West Coast and you have, or the East Coast, and you have a chance to see this guy, you should see him. Go look him up online. He's Check out a, his stuff on YouTube. A, a bunch of really wonderful videos this summer. We're standing mm-hmm. on a dock. Yeah, I, I think that's where he lives. Yeah. Yeah, so go check him out on, on YouTube. But uh, but I t- uh, picked this particular one uh, just because I like it. And it's uh, If I Only Had a Brain. It's got Kansas roots. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Good choice.
a guy. Isn't that some great stuff? I mean, we've had some good times with him out sitting under a tent out in the middle of Kansas, haven't we? Yes, we have. Wow. And uh, hope to have more. Hope to have more. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, it's your turn. Well, you know, back in the day, you and I used to have this joke we did about uh, confusing Jerry Lewis with Jerry G, uh, Lee Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not alike at all. Not a bit. Not a bit. So, but it, Jerry Lee Lewis, he was a pioneer of rock and roll and rockabilly for that matter. And he made his first recordings at Sun Records in Memphis back in 1956. That's when we first kind of got on the charts there. Crazy Arms. He sold 300,000 copies in the South. But in 1957, his big hit was a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah, right. And man, that shot him to the top of charts and he was just going great. His career faltered for a while because there were, you know, some strange things about his life that mm-hmm. didn't go over well in the Bible Belt. But nevertheless, he came back out of that and right straight through until the end of his career, uh, he just did one big hit after another. So. This guy will get you up and dancing. Oh, yeah. And this particular song, by the way, was included as a soundtrack in a movie that I watched back in the 70s. And it just turned me around. I got to thinking about him, and uh, he's been kind of at the forefront of uh, some of my favorite music since then. It's called Breathless.
Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> good one. That's good. a good one. Good, too. Now, we got just get a little bit of time here. What, what do you got? Okay, I got a, a song by Sam Bush. Okay, I know Sammy. Yeah, uh, awesome guy. Uh, he was born in 52, kind of right in between you and me. Yep. And um, uh, found out in 70, he attended a Fiddler's Convention in North Carolina and w- was inspired by the rock-flavored bru- bluegrass band, the New Deal String Band. Yep. And that led him through a series uh, of starting new grass revival. Well, we know how that ended up. Yeah, man, really good. So, uh, um, but I, I, well, of course, later in, in 89, he joined Bela Fleck, Mark O'Connor, Jerry Douglas, and Edgar Meyer in the all-star bluegrass band, Strengths and Numbers. We got to watch those guys from backstage. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I picked a song off of uh, his uh, solo debut al- album, Late As Usual, and it's a song he does with uh, Edgar or, or uh, Mike Marshall, and it's called Russian Rag. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Hey, we're about out of time here. I think we have maxed out this week. So uh, uh, next week, we'll be back with a lot more great tunes. We're still looking. digging through the archives. Yes, we are. So uh, be sure and visit our websites. Uh, but remember, folks, look, look out, out behind, behind you. you. It's the Derriers. <laughs>